welcome into another edition of Unpopular Opinions. I'm Chuck Taylor, and after a long, long lapse without college football, we're back in it, folks, for season two, round two. I'm joined by my trusty co-host, as always. It's the briefcase, everybody. Mr. Casey Cobb. Casey, how are you doing? Cue the applause. Good afternoon, Chuck. I'm doing great, and I am really, really excited. Once again, we've made it through the long, hot summer. The, the days of, of the fall are in front of us, and I'm ready for some college football, man. Super excited. Absolutely, absolutely. And with each new season, we get a clean slate. We get a fresh start. And so I thought no better way to, uh, to start off the, the meat of this conversation with looking at our own two favorite teams, uh, the Texas Longhorns and the Texas A&M Fighting Aggies. Um, so Casey, if you want to go ahead and get us, get us started off looking at the Aggie schedule here, I got it pulled up. They start ball on Thursday, August 29th against Texas state in Kyle field at uh, 7 30 PM on the sec network, looking up and down this uh, schedule. You can, you can talk for a minute about the Texas state game, although that shouldn't really be that great of a game, but looking up and down the schedule, what are you thinking about the Texas A&M season? What, what are you seeing from Kellen Mond and the group? Uh, does Jimbo have this ship pointed in the right direction? What do you see from the Aggies in 2019? Yeah, Chuck, if we have trouble in the first game of the season, I'm going to be very disappointed. I'm looking to kick back, eat some popcorn and watch a blowout, uh, which I prefer. I hate the, uh, anxiety that I get from sitting on the edge of my, my seat, you know, watching a game that's coming down to the wire, like probably one of the greatest games in the last 10 years that happened with LSU last year, man, that was great. But we're not talking about last year. We're talking about this year. So yeah, it's a really, really tough schedule, uh, Chuck. I mean, yeah, very tough. Right. So we're going to see this year if the changes have been made, you know, I mean, we got to, we got to play Clemson at Clemson. You know, we got Alabama again. They're great. We got Auburn again. They're good, right? Ole Miss, you know, Mississippi State's a toss-up. Hey, look at that. We got uh, San An- UT San Antonio right there November 2nd. I know how <laughs> Yo, you Road love Runners. I know, you, I know you love it when the SEC teams stick those guys in there near the end of the season. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's be too hard there. And uh, then we got to go to Georgia and LSU for the last two games this season, you know. So we'll see if we have enough in the tank to finish off strong. Now I've seen predictions anywhere from like 10 and 2, uh, you know, 8 and 4, maybe realistic with that, you know. I hope we can pull one off against uh, Georgia or LSU if we can get one of those surprise wins. Maybe we lose to, well, Clemson, though I'm, I'm hopeful, right? You know, we got Clemson, we got Alabama. Those definitely could be both losses and uh, then Georgia and LSU, right? So if we can at least take one of those, then I think that could get us up to, uh, um, what am I looking at, nine and three, right? Or, or yeah, nine and three. Yeah. That would be, that would be, uh, that would be good. So if we can do that, I'll feel really good about our chances. Um, with Kellen Mond coming back, you know, I mean, he, he, he played well, made some good decisions last year. We got a great receiving core returning. We got some good linebackers, a little thin there. We got got good safeties, good uh, good secondary. Looks like our D line is is kind of new. We got a few new faces in there, but I look for that to be pretty strong. I think linebacker is is where we might have some issues because of depth. 
But as far as like the offense, I'm not too worried about the offense. I think the offense is going to be lights out this year. So, so we'll see. Nine and three, I think sounds good. We steal one of the big games and uh, end the season on a high note. But who knows? Maybe, maybe we do even better than that with Kelly Mond at the helm. So, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see. You got you know you mentioned the D line. They got to replace uh, Dalen Mack. Uh, that's a big loss, but. Bringing Kellen back and the receiving core back and Jimbo, you know, being one of those quarterback whispers, you know, he's he's bred at least one um, Heisman Trophy winner. So, um, you know, he knows how to pick them. But, yeah, looking at this schedule, it's one of the roughest schedules, you know, in the FBS. Uh, it's got to be up there. Um, you know, you got to go to Clemson. You got to play Alabama, obviously. And then, you know, like you said, in the season at Georgia and at LSU. For the ten and two people that were picking ten and two, who were the two losses? Were they picking a loss to Clemson and Alabama, and then beating Georgia and LSU in back-to-back weeks to end the season? Yeah, I think that's what they're saying. You know, wow. I think a lot of people. I think a lot of people actually are hopeful that we could beat Clemson. You know, Clemson's lost a lot of their defensive front, so mm-hmm. I think that's what they're thinking: is hey, we could we could take we may be able to beat Clemson. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So if they say we can beat Clemson, then maybe pick up one of those other games, Georgia and LSU. Um, that's what they're thinking. Ten and two is. Okay. Okay. Yeah, having to go to Clemson. I mean, they got all that, all those D linemen drafted. That is right. Um, they did lose a lot up front, but oh man, Trevor Lawrence is. Uh, I think he's a real, real deal. Um, yeah. That's going to be tough. But man, I mean, even on the weeks off, I mean, you know, you got Texas State, Lamar, and UTSA. But even on the weeks off, you got to you know play Mississippi State. You got, you know, Ole Miss out of the hat that they shouldn't. Yeah. Um, you guys have struggled in recent years against South Carolina and Auburn. Um, so, man, I mean, even on the weeks, quote unquote, weeks off, you know, there's there's really not a whole lot of uh, time for, for breathing here no, really in, in you all schedule. Really not. But, yeah, nine and three would be uh, – that would be huge for Jimbo. Um, he had nine wins last year, but – that's with the bowl win. So uh, to get nine wins in the regular season, I mean, that with this schedule, especially it would be, that would be a huge move forward for the Aggies. And I think, I think the Aggie faithful would be more than, more than happy with that finish. <clears throat> Absolutely. Yeah. How about, so how about the Longhorns? What are we looking at with the Longhorns uh, this year? Yeah. So turning the page, completely different story. Um, as far as schedule goes, really, I mean, this is a year that, that Texas can really take a step forward in that Big 12. Um, and and really, I mean, they played for the title last year, but I mean, with Oklahoma replacing their quarterback, you know, Jalen Hurts is amazing. He's won a national championship. I don't think there's another Kyler Murray out there. Um, you know, back to back top draft pick quarterbacks that they've had to lose. Lincoln Riley is the quarterback whisperer, but Oklahoma's going to have to replace that and the real thing that a lot of people don't know unless you follow the big 12 or Oklahoma closely is they lost four out of their five starting offensive linemen um that was an amazing offensive line last year that was a huge part in Kyler's success Kyler Murray's an amazing quarterback but um their offensive line allowed him to do things that in other teams he might not have been able to do as easily but um, really flipping the script, two big games on the slate. We've got number six LSU um, in the second week of the uh, second week of the year, and then we've got our yearly matchup with Oklahoma midseason. Um, those are really the two big games. And then there's a few underrated games, like we have to go to number 21 Iowa State. We have to go to Baylor and see Charlie Brewer. 
And I think, I think the third one that I would put in there would be going to TCU. Um, you know, going to Gary Patterson's house is, is never uh, fun. But really, this is the year to take advantage of the Big 12. A lot of turnover. West Virginia losing Dana Holgerson and their quarterback, Will Greer, along with David Sills, their number one wide receiver. Um, Oklahoma State losing uh, Taylor Cornelius, not a big name quarterback, but losing their starting quarterback. Um, Oklahoma losing Hollywood Brown and Kyler Murray. Kansas getting a new head coach in Les Miles. Um, TCU losing their starting quarterback. Kansas State losing Bill Snyder. Uh, I mean, you can go up and down the list. Uh, Texas Tech, I believe, lost uh, – well, they lost Cliff Kingsbury, obviously, and I think they lost one of their main wide receivers. Um, so up and down the Big 12 turnover everywhere you look. Um, it's really a time to take advantage of the schedule. So going into this year, LSU and Oklahoma are really going to be the two big games. I think we're really going to see what we've got from the defense. We lost 10 – was it 10, nine or 10 starters on the defense? Um, so that's a little bit skewed because there were several people that got a lot of key minutes on the defense that weren't necessarily starters, um, but did lose a lot on defense. Uh, and we've got a lot of talent on defense, but not a lot of experience. So that's just something we're going to have to look out for. I think the LSU game will be a really big indicator of where we're at and where this season's going to go. Um, I like that we play them at home. So going into this year, I have high hopes. Um, I'm predicting 10 wins for this season. I think we win one of the LSU or Oklahoma game, one or the other. And I'm going to say our other loss comes from either Iowa State or Baylor at the end of the year. I think we can take care of TCU. We played them really well last year. Iowa State with Matt Campbell and Brock Purdy. I, they're really excited about Brock Purdy up there in Ames. He's supposed to be a really, really good quarterback. Had a great rookie year last year. So I think going to Ames, even though we played them really well last year, could get a little tricky, a little dicey, especially with the later games. It can be cold weather. Um, so that, you know, crazy things happen up in Ames. And then going to Baylor. Baylor's not, you know, Waco's not a huge home field advantage type stadium that you fear. But Charlie Brewer, I really think, is the real deal. And, um, and Mims, uh, their big wide receiver, is one of the best in the conference. Um, and in the Big 12, that's saying something because they have some of the best wide receivers in the, in the nation. So Baylor could get a little tricky. But all that said, my prediction going into the season, and this, I mean, it's really hard for me to say because, you know, UT's let a lot of fans down in previous years. But I really think Tom Herman's got the, the ship steered in the right way. I really have a lot of faith in Sam Ellinger. As long as we don't have key injuries at key spots, um, in other words, quarterback and or running back, um, if we can stay relatively healthy, I'm saying a 10 and two years, a pretty pretty doable thing for Herman and Ellinger in the group. I think that's very realistic, Chuck. I really do. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me at all if Texas <clears throat> takes care of LSU. I mean, LSU is not necessarily known for their offensive prowess, right? So even if Texas has lost some defensive players, it's not like LSU is going to run down there and you know put up 30, 40 points. You don't have to keep up with them. So. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, and I like that it's in Austin. I do. Exactly. Uh, next year we'll be going to Death Valley, and that'll be a different story. I think we'll be more prepared next year. But I think this is going to be a big year. And then looking forward in 2020 and 2021, I mean, Herman's just stacking up the recruiting classes. So 
it's an exciting time to be a, a Longhorn fan again. But this, um, like I said, this could be a key season. We got to take advantage of a lot of turnover in the Big Twelve, and if we do that, we can make some big things happen. Yeah, they've got it. They've got a shot to try to sneak their way or get their way into the into the playoff uh, picture, Chuck. The only thing about Texas, of course, I mean, they may have fixed that. Is that what we've seen in the last few years, that they slip up against somebody that you do not expect them to slip up against? I don't know if that, mm-hmm. you know, Herman not getting them mentally prepared um, or what that's about. So that that would be my only concern. I could see 10-2, and two, and then if they're just really not paying attention, having a slip-up game against like an Iowa State or sometimes even Oklahoma State plays them uh, pretty tough too, so. But I think, yes. I think they should. Yeah. They should be ten and two. I really think that they should end up ten and two this year, and then maybe get to ten and one if they can pull one out. If they be LSU, you know, then the one you're really worried about is Oklahoma. So, yeah, yeah and that game's always a always a coin flip. Never. Um, so yeah, I, I'm thinking. I think we take one either LSU or Oklahoma, and then I wouldn't be surprised if I'm going to call it ten and two. I wouldn't be surprised if an Iowa State or a Baylor finds a way. Maybe in Oklahoma State, although we do play them at home, which helps a lot. True. I don't like going to Stillwater. I don't like going to Stillwater, and I don't like going to Lubbock. Yeah. Um, but we don't have to go to either of those places this year, so that helps a lot. But anyway, some real optimistic uh, UT and A and M season outlooks. We'll see how that goes when Kellen Mond and Sam Ellinger get hurt in the first game and everything kind of everything kind of goes to crap but let's hope um yeah that's the outlook for now but let's move on uh let's do our review and preview we don't have anything to review being at the first week but we do have some previews to do we got some games on the slate not a ton of big games this uh this week uh actually we got the season kicked off yesterday with number eight florida against miami did you happen to catch any of that game a little bit. We're going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about that a little bit at the end. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, then we'll save that on the slate. Pretty good. Pretty good game there. Uh, just recap. Florida won it. Pulled it out 24 to 20 over Miami. But that uh, that was a pretty good start to the season. But let's get into our games here. Um, so starting with probably the least important. This is just one of the ones that I uh, pulled out of there for us to look at. We have number nine Notre Dame against Louisville. Casey, what do you see happening out there? And uh, is this one at Notre Dame? Oh, no, this is at Louisville, out there in Cardinal Stadium. I've got Notre Dame winning this game 34-21, to 21, Chuck. Uh, like I said, I don't know a whole lot about Louisville. Uh, Notre Dame, of course, has, has had they've had some pretty decent seasons lately. But then again, who do they really play? I think it's been kind of shown that when push comes to shove, you know, they're good, but they're just not elite. I don't think that they've really been challenged. So I'm not predicting anything super high. I'm just going 34-21 based on my general knowledge. Okay, 34-21. The line for that, Notre Dame's picked to win by 20 and a half points is the line right now, which I just find that absurd. I mean, I you know, I don't know a ton about Louisville going into the season – they looked decent last year. Um, you know, they had an okay team. I, I'm pretty sure they made a bowl game. I don't know if they won or not. But, um, you know, they're always around. And Notre Dame, always overhyped. You know, we know that year after year, they're picked to go to a, a New Year's Six Bowl or something like that. And they, I mean, they've been blown out in the playoff. And, you know, I don't know. Maybe Ian Book is the answer. Um, we'll see this year uh, if he, you know, changed the script for Notre Dame. But, 
I'm going to go Notre Dame winning this. I don't, I don't think they lose, but I think that line is absurd uh, to start the season, especially in a first game. So many things can happen. It's college football. Crazy things happen every year. Right. So I'm going to go Notre Dame in a, in a much closer game. I'm going to go Notre Dame 31 to Louisville 20. I'm going to go 24. Uh, I think I think Notre Dame pulls that out by a touchdown, and I, I think that's a lot more realistic than a 20-and-a-half-point um, spread there. So, moving on, we got the next one, and that one's actually on Monday, Labor Day, September 2nd. Uh, oh. This next one is on Sunday, September 1st. We've got uh, the Houston Cougars, the Ed Oliver-less Houston Cougars against the number four in the nation, Lincoln Riley's Oklahoma Boomer Sooners. Um, Casey, do you see Jalen Hurts picking up where Kyler Murray left off? Does Oklahoma route the Houston Cougars? Yeah, I think I think Jalen Hurts is going to step in and do a phenomenal job at, at Oklahoma. He's he's got the skill, he's got the talent, he's got the leadership skills that you need. You put him in there with the off with the offense that uh, OU runs. I think he's going to step in and do a great job. Yeah, he's probably not as mobile, may not be quite as good of a passer as Kyler was last year. But yeah, I think they're going to take care of business. I've got it down fifty-two to twenty-three, Chuck. And I think Oklahoma is going to roll. Probably get some subs in there in the third, fourth quarter. And uh, Houston may put up a few points too. Also, because I don't believe that Oklahoma's defense is all that either. So. 52-23, Oklahoma. All right, that's a solid pick. Um, yeah, Houston lost by far their best player, one of the best players in college football last year, and Ed Oliver to the draft. Uh, Oklahoma losing, I mean, I guess arguably the best player, if it's an argument, uh, in Kyler Murray, number one overall draft pick, Heisman Trophy winner, along with, like I prefaced earlier, four starting offensive linemen. Uh, they still have Creed Humphreys, who's who's an absolute monster, but – yeah, um, I, I think Oklahoma wins this, um, no doubt. I think it's going to be really interesting, like it has been the past couple of years, to see how these new quarterbacks come into Lincoln Riley's system because Kyler Murray was an interesting case, not working out with A&M, uh, but being so highly touted, and then he comes in kind of unknown. Baker Mayfield before him being a walk-on, and then now you have Jalen Hurts, who was a solid quarterback for Alabama. I don't know if he was the reason that Alabama won that national championship, I don't know if you can go that far, but, um, you know, obviously a very serviceable and solid quarterback and, until he got his job taken by two attack of Aloha. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's absurd to think that Oklahoma's not going to miss a beat. Um, I think they are, especially early on as Jalen gets, you know, going. I think he's a much different quarterback than Kyler Murray. Right. Like you said, not as strong of a passer, but – I think Oklahoma's still going to put up points. They're still going to find a way. They still got that. Uh, they've still got not Hollywood Brown, but they've got their number two wide receiver. Um, can't remember his name off the top of my head, but they still have their number two wide receiver, and they still have their tight end from last year. So I'm going to say Oklahoma puts up points. Uh, this one's in Norman, so it is going to be a high scoring game. I'm going to go Oklahoma 45. Their defense, especially their secondary corners and safeties, are slow and small, which is not a good combination. So Houston might put up some points. I'm going to go 45 to, oh, let's say 31. Let's say 45-31, Oklahoma takes that one home. Houston may not score that much, but Oklahoma's defense is pretty bad. Uh, So 
with that, we've got the big game of the week. This is by far the biggest game in the first week of the college football season. We've got number 11, the Oregon Ducks. Number 16, the Auburn Tigers. The SEC versus the Pac-12. This one's in AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. Your backyard, Casey. If you want to get some tickets right here on ESPN.com, says they're as low as $51 if you want to snatch some up and go see this one. But uh, right now, this one's on Saturday. Next Saturday, the, what would that be, the 29th or the 31st um, wow. at 630. Yeah, Auburn's got the line right now at three and a half. But that line doesn't matter. The only line that matters is the briefcases line. So, Casey, what do you have happening there in Arlington? Ding, 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 ding. Upset alert, son. <laughs> Upset said, alert. Yeah, I'm already, I'm going. Let's do it, man. Upset. First big game of the season. Well, not the first big game of the season, but the, the first big game that we're picking. I'm picking Oregon 27, Auburn 24. Oregon 27, Auburn 24. So you're picking Oregon to win this one. I'm so picking it's not, Oregon to win this, dude. Yeah. And you're calling that an upset even though they're ranked higher. Well, That's interesting. Well, I mean, if you look at who all's picking, everybody's picking Auburn to win this game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, everyone's going to pick the SEC. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Maybe that's it, right? So maybe not quite an upset alert. But according to what everybody else thinks, yes, I am picking Auburn to win. Yeah, so maybe not an upset based on ranking, but an upset based on what everybody thinks. I think Oregon's going to come in there. I think they're going to take care of business. I think it'll be a tight game. But I think their offense is going to be just enough to take care of it and put them over the hump with Auburn. I'm fine with the call on that an upset. Um, Oregon had a pretty decent year last year, not great. Um, but they definitely bounced back from two years ago. They've got that bright upstart quarterback that really is going to be in the Heisman race, Justin Herbert. Uh, if you haven't seen this kid play, he is electric. He's a, he's a very special player. And then they're bringing back their leading rusher, C.J. Verdell. He rushed for over 1,000 yards last year. And they had an 1,100-yard wide receiver in Dylan Mitchell. So, yeah, Oregon can score some points. They always are one of the best offenses in the Pac-12, if not the nation. So, Auburn's going to have to slow that offense down. I think this is going to be a really good game. I don't think Auburn is, you know, I mean, like last year, they're probably going to be pretty similar to last year not really the Auburn that we're accustomed to. And am I correct in thinking that Jared Stidham – yeah, Jared Stidham won't be back. So they'll have to replace uh, um, right. his workload. Yeah. yeah, so they'll have to replace that. So Gus Malzahn will have a, uh, have a little bit of a time replacing him. But I, I'm with you. I, I don't know if I really believe in what Auburn's doing fully, but I do believe in Justin Herbert and what Oregon's got going on. Um, so I'm going to go – oh, let's see. I, I think Oregon's going to put up a lot of points. Um, uh, I'm going to go 40 – let me see here. I'm going to go 42 to 20 – let's go – or no, sorry, 41-29. Let's go 41-29. Hmm. I was trying to pull up my uh, what I did in my pick'em because that was our pick'em game that we had to pick. So forty-one twenty-nine is what I've got. I think Oregon kind of takes it to them. They've got a high-powered offense. I don't know if if Auburn's going to be used to seeing that that level of uh, giddy up. And uh, yeah, I think the neutral field will really help out Auburn not having to go to to Auburn. So you're going um, a little bit. You're going a little lot more high scoring, huh? 
Yeah, yeah, I think Oregon's going to put up some points. Uh, Justin Herbert is really impressive. If you haven't seen that kid play, make sure you tune into that game on ABC. It's it's it should be a pretty good one. Yeah, sounds like it. So with that, we've got our week one picks in. Uh, check back next week to see how we did, see what the season score will be after one week. But with that, we've got our picks in. Um, we've had our season predictions in. It's time for the wrap-up of the episode, our final takes. Casey, what are you taking us out on going into week one of the college football season? Well, I thought it was interesting that this game this weekend between Florida and Miami was the earliest uh, college football game that has ever been scheduled. Oh, wow. I didn't know if you knew that, but yeah, they've never had one earlier than this one. I did not. Yeah, after just kind of why I watched a little bit of it, watched some of the highlights, you know, read about what other people were talking about, how it was really pretty sloppy. A lot of missed tackle, mm-hmm. um, just miscues all over the place, you know. And, and uh, uh, you know, I thought that was interesting that, you know, maybe maybe not getting in all the practice that they want to do, starting off against a, a big opponent under a big stage like that, right, kind of contributed to having a little bit of sloppy football. I mean, it was great to have the game. It was a big game. It was awesome to have college football back. But I thought that was interesting that how sloppy it was, it was played, you know, this early in the season. Yeah, that definitely could have had a, an impact in it. I, I know I watched, I watched more of the second half, especially the fourth quarter, than the first half, but I didn't catch the end of the first half, and it was very sloppy. Both teams looked very out of it. Um, I had some key pass interference calls on Florida on the last drive. Um, I, I mean, they almost gave it up there at the end. Right. Uh, Felipe Franks was, you know, very inconsistent and it just, you know, it wasn't a very pretty game to start the season, but it wasn't, uh, I was trying to look, it, it wasn't a neutral field. Oh, it was in Orlando. Okay. I was going to say, I knew it was, uh, in a neutral field. It was, it was there in Orlando. So that's a, that's a pretty cool game to start the season on though. Such a huge rivalry between Florida and Miami. Um, you know, great in-state rivalry there and, and having it be in Orlando in a neutral field, kind of the whole state of Florida getting in on it. But Miami made a valiant effort. Uh, you know, their offensive line really faltered there in the fourth quarter, but Florida had just enough, and and uh, Dan Mullen and, and the gang pulled this one out. So, <clears throat> do you have anything else to add on, on uh, Miami and Florida? No, that's all I got, man, yeah. Okay, so my final take, I'll take us out on this. Um, kind of a similar, similar thing. You talked about the first, you know, earliest game. Uh, another first, I suppose, for this season. This is college football's 150th anniversary. This is the 150th year that we get to enjoy um, one of, if not the greatest times of year, which is college football season. You'll see every team wearing the 150 patch on their jerseys all year to commemorate the 150th anniversary. And I just wanted to say congratulations, NCAA and college football, for giving us this sport for so long. I hope uh, we get another 150 years in. And uh, I'm just looking forward to an amazing 150 season. You, uh, I mean... How many how many of the 150 years have you been enjoying uh, this great sport, Casey? Let's see. I started <laughs> watching – when I was in Oklahoma, I started watching OU 
I probably had to be about eight, nine years old. Okay. That is about 40 years, Chuck. So I came out of here 110. All right. There you go. There you go. Thanks for (laughs) dating yourself a little bit. (laughs) No problem with that. That's, that's really young. Um, I'm excited about this season. Excited about the Aggies. I know you're excited about the Longhorns. Oh, just real quick side note before we go. What's, uh, how about Montana? What's the Grizz looking up to? Good question. What? Go ahead. Is their coach still there or did he leave? I thought he went somewhere else. Uh, they got a new coach last year. Um, but no, this year it's the same coach. It's, uh, oh man, I just blanked on his name. Um, I'll remember it here in a second, but anyways, uh, the Grizz start off their season on Saturday, August 31st against South Dakota. They're on ESPN plus. If you want to pay for that, uh, they're on at two o'clock central time. This one's in South Dakota in Vermilion, South Dakota. So, a non-conference game, obviously, start the year, but the Grizz, hopeful. Um, they had a very underwhelming year last year. Uh, Bobby Houck is the coach's name, Bobby Houck, who his brother is actually – I probably mentioned this last year, but his brother is the secondary uh, defensive backs coach for the Philadelphia Eagles. So he won a Super Bowl ring uh, a couple of years ago. Oh, cool. And his brother played for the Grizz, and Bobby played for the Grizz. Um, his brother actually gets to play in the NFL for a little bit. So, yeah, so Montana's big games, they get to play uh, number 11 Oregon, actually, in Oregon, third week of the season. Um, that's their one uh, big opponent. But, wow. yeah, got to Montana State, the big big rivalry game of the year on November 23rd, and very hopeful going into this year. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Underwhelming year last year. We'll see how it goes this year. We get uh, – uh, Dalton Sneed back at quarterback. We get um, our leading tackler, uh, I can't remember his name, linebacker, um, back. So, yeah, should should be a pretty exciting year. I'll, I'll get to watch the Grizz game. I actually won't get to watch the UT game uh, against Louisiana Tech week one. I'll be at the Rangers game that night, so I'll be trying to keep tabs on my phone. But I will be watching the LSU game, rest assured, um, at home with my feet kicked up. So. Very cool, man. All right. Well, with that, we wrap up week one. Um, Casey, any parting words for the folks at home? Giga Maggies. Giga Maggies, hook them horns. Guys, make sure you sit down and watch some college football. And if you like this podcast, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure to leave us a rating or review. Uh, Let us know how we're doing. If you're another listener, subscribe to the channel, subscribe to the show, um, and make sure you let us know how we're doing and make sure you want to let us know that you want to hear more episodes. So for that, for the briefcase, I'm Chuck Taylor. We will see you guys next week. This has been Unpopular Opinions Season 2, Episode 1. Thanks, guys.